We both just kind of sat there inside before I started recording, so we love to see it. Well, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to to our podcast. <laughs> the working title is currently Don't Murder People. Mm-hmm. Hot take. Hot take? Another one, yep. Don't murder people. Don't murder people. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of hard. Anyways, I'm Jalen. I'm Hannah. Yeah, we're just two <laughs> st- stupid college students. Yeah. We just kind of sat there one day and we were like, you know, it would be funny if two more white girls started a podcast. <laughs> about murder. About murder. True crime. Well, it's not all about murder no. and true crime. You're doing your own bit. You haven't told me what it's about yet. I don't want to hear it yet. I'm kind of excited. I'm going to do the supernatural end of everything. I didn't show you. I I forgot to wear it today because it's so hot out now. <gasps> oh, your mom made sweatshirt. My mom made sweatshirt. I know. I keep those plushies. Are there Mothman plushies? Yes. We should get one. I know. We should sell Mothman merch for our podcast. Is Mothman copyrighted? I don't know. <laughs> I have my Bigfoot shirt, but I ordered it to my house at home, so mm. I have to wait till October to get it. That's an absolute L for you. I got my Mothman sweatshirt at home. I slept in it last night. Oh. It's really comfy. Dang. I know. Jealous. We'll have to wear it at some point and match. Yeah. But today, we're going to be talking about the Atlanta child murders on a darker note. (laughs) Oh, don't laugh. Oh, no. (laughs) One episode in, we're already going to get canceled on Twitter. (laughs) It's going to be an hour, I think, after we post this. Yeah, one hour. Well, I deleted Twitter, so. Good for you. Well, Maybe I I should delete Twitter. Yeah, I still have an account. In I've case got. I changed my mind. <laughs> I've got. I've got two accounts. I got my. I got my gamer account. <laughs> you have a gamer. Account? Okay. Well, one of my friends is a Twitch streamer. Okay. So I'm involved with all of her stuff on that. Gotcha. And then I have my personal account, gotcha. and I just see people from high school tweeting about stupid shit and how they're getting married. Yeah, I don't follow people from high school because I don't like them. I'm That's on fine. my way to deleting Instagram, though. I might delete Instagram. I don't know. I deleted Facebook. Mm-hmm. But. I haven't because I need it. I don't anymore. Team, I'm, I'm out of groups, so they, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, this girl who was my first girl crush in high school. She was the first reason I figured out I was bi. Ooh. She tweeted the other day she's getting married. Oh. I know. Wow. I was like, I'm still in love with her. Wait. To a man, nonetheless. Yes, to oh. a man. It's always the man. You're straight. I know. Shut the hell up. I'm mad about it. I like men, too. <laughs> I hate myself. I know exactly. All right. Well, we should stop just rambling. (laughs) Welcome. Talking about our interests. Yeah. Let's get into it, I guess. Got to make sure to write it down in your script before we get started. Do you want to do yours first or do you want me to do mine first? You should do yours first. The keeps going to study room next to us. That was terrifying. Spooky. Spooky. You know what we don't have yet? A title. I know. I <laughs> we gotta that. figure out a title. Mm, I don't know. We could do like crimes, cryptids, and creeps. I oh think my. we should play on either Girl Boss. <laughs> I was like Gatekeep Girl Boss? Yeah. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> the Murderous Girl Bosses. Murderous Girl Bosses. That's us. Except we don't murder people. No. Sorry, FBI. Okay. I know I probably would know how to, but I definitely do. <laughs> you definitely know how to. I definitely do. 
criminology class has not taught me many things, but it sure has taught me how to get away with murder. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay. Last night we met a guy, and he was like, guess my name, and we were like throwing out names, and he was like, think serial killers, and Abby literally goes, Ted. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh no. And then she said, uh, she said, Jeffrey Bundy? <laughs> Jeffrey Bundy. I was like, mm, nope. Hi, nice to meet you. My name's Jeffrey Bundy. Yeah, we were like, yeah, his, his less known brother. Only killed three. <laughs> of course, right. Alrighty. Okay, so here we go. Today... We are going to be talking about the Atlanta child. <laughs> I know you can't see this, but the way she just neatly little closed her laptops with her fingers. I don't want any distractions. No, you got to have a clear table. Okay. Clear, clear line of sight. Today, we're talking about the Atlanta child murders. So the way I set this up is I'm going to talk about the victims first. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to kind of talk about the investigation. And then I'm going to talk about the suspects and everything afterwards. Very exciting. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, we start out with, so it's 1979, it's the middle of the summer, a bunch of kids are just out playing around, having a good time. Mm, typical. <laughs> yeah, typical. That's how, how summer works. Uh-huh. So Edward Hope Smith and Alfred Evans are both out playing around, you know, having a good time. This is separately, not mm-hmm. the same, I okay. should clarify. They're out playing with their friends. Um, they were both these 14-year-old kids. They disappeared. It was four days apart, but they both vanished. Wow, four days is a lot quicker than I thought it was. You're not going to like this. Though. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> four days is so quick. Like, they both we vanished no within time. a four-day span, yeah. Their bodies were both found on July 28th. It was kind of in this woodsy forest area. Smith had a 22 caliber gunshot wound in his back. And Alfred Evans, I believe he was strangled. It didn't specify in all my sources. I couldn't find it. Wow. Him. Yeah. So they were believed to be the first victims of the Atlanta child killer. Mm-hmm. And this is quite, this is a really big story, especially in Atlanta, because there's a whole yeah. bunch of weird stuff that we're going to get into today. Mm-hmm. Right away, the MO being gunshot and then possibly strangulation a lot of the murders were strangulations yeah, okay that makes most sense. of them were and they believe the coroner believed it was done with like a yellow not yellow that's <laughs> you know the color <laughs> that's later later <laughs> with a with a rope they believe it was just a rope okay and then that was the middle of 1979 and then in september of 1979 a kid named milton harvey he was out running errands for his mother he was riding a yellow 10 speed bike and he didn't come back home oh Nobody. He was just gone. I know. A few weeks later, October, Yusuf Bell, his neighbor sent him to go buy some snuff for her. (laughs) (laughs) Casual. Just, you know, hey, kid, can you go buy me some snuff? (laughs) A little lip bite. Is snuff like, what is snuff? I've seen, like, in Bridgerton, she snorted it like it was crack cocaine. I thought it was cocaine. Is snuff cocaine? I'm about to find out. I thought it was. Snuff is... Smokeless tobacco made from ground or pulverized tobacco leaves. Oh, so do they mean like, I call it dirt, but <laughs> tobacco, like they yeah, put in your lips. Yeah, it's tobacco. No, you snort it though. Oh, you snort it? Yeah. So it's weird. Like, it's tobacco, but you snort it. That's so weird. I've never heard, like, seen that. Mm-mm. I mean, either. Okay. So he went to go out and go buy stuff for his neighbor. I can't believe we got so off track with that. 14 ish. 
The kid, um, Yusuf Bell, they're usually, yeah, they're kind of, they're dang. all younger kids. <laughs> what are the tobacco laws? God dang. It's 1979. <laughs> it's yours. Are you kidding? Um, a witness said she saw Yusuf near the intersection of McDaniel and Fulton getting into a blue car before he disappeared. And his body was found on November 8th in the abandoned E.P. Johnson Elementary School by a school janitor who was looking for a place to be, apparently. Oh my god, wait, abandoned school? Yeah, it was an abandoned elementary school. And there was a janitor there? I don't know. (laughs) I think. Weird. Maybe it was just like empty at the time. Empty, like a Saturday or something? Yeah. I don't know why they used to It was a month later, so. I don't, yeah, weird. But. Bell's body was found. He was clothed in the last cutoff, like they were these brown cutoff shorts he was last seen wearing. Um, and they had a piece of masking tape stuck to them. He had been hit over the head twice, but his the cause of his death was actually just strangulation. Mm. Now, the police did not immediately link his disappearance to the previously to the previous killings. Um, for the longest time, so for reference, all of these kids are black. Yeah. They're, all these disappearances are happening in black neighborhoods. Yeah. And black mothers are all freaking out. And they're going, yeah. hey, you need to do something about this. There's something going on. Police, of course, were like, mm, no. I'm curious why they wouldn't link it. Or, like, how far away were these abductions where they were like, nah. They were all within, like, one neighborhood area. Oh. They were well, all very close to each other. That's negligence. So <laughs> they, they just they didn't pay any attention yeah. to missing black children. It, I mean, it took a year after the first body was found for a task force to be formed. A year. After the first body. That's bad. Yeah. That's very bad. Yeah. So, and, and how many at this point? Like, four? We're at, I think, four or five now. And then, right after, a couple days after Yusuf's body is found, Milton Harvey's body is found. Okay. 10-speed bike kid. Oh, okay. He, yeah, his body gets found. Um... So that all happens, and the police are like, hmm, kind of something wacky might be going on. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Weird. All these black kids are disappearing. Mm, yeah. So we roll over into 1980, and on March 4th, 1980, so there's been a kind of a separation oh. for a while of victims. The first female victim, 12-year-old Angel Lanier, I might be pronouncing her last name wrong. I'm so sorry. L-A-N-I-E-R. Lanier? Lanier? Lanier. That's what I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, She disappeared. She left her house around 4 p.m. She was wearing a little denim outfit, and she was last seen at a friend's house watching TV. Mm -hmm. Her body was found six days later in a wooded vacant lot along Campbellton Road, wearing the same clothes in which she left home. Um, So when they are found... In these wooded areas, is it the same wooded area, or is it, like, spread out? It's kind of all over the place. Okay. They get dumped everywhere. Yeah. Um, it, unfortunately, it's kind of graphic, but a pair of white panties that did not belong to her were stuffed in her mouth, and her hands were bound with an electrical cord. <gasps> Why yeah. is the female one different? It's, well, mm-hmm. here's my theory. Okay. Because there, there were two female ones. Um, the ones that I read about, there was this one, and there was a very, very little girl... And a witness supposedly claimed that she saw two men carrying, like, she was a little little girl, like, three or four years old, carrying her out of the window. So I'm wondering if these were two separate incidents. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Like a copycat killer, Mm -hmm. something like that. That kind of makes sense. That's kind of what I wanted, but I don't know. Because there were literally only two females. Yeah. And, And I know later, like, when we find out who the person is, it makes sense that it's boys, does it not? I can't not tell you, but okay. I mean, 
No. Because some of them... I'm just going to... Okay, keep going. (laughs) The cause of her death, though, was strangulation. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, in 1980, we really see just kind of this escalation. Because in 79, there were only the four Mm -hmm. killings we originally saw. Yeah. 1980, 13 children were murdered. Uh, It kind of varied in age. There was, like, a seven-year-old all the way up to 16 years old. Um, oh, in that case, I was telling you about the girl, uh, Latonya Wilson. She was the youngest girl who got kidnapped. Um, she got kidnapped in July. According to a witness, she appeared to have been abducted by two men, mm. one of whom was seen climbing into the apartment window and then holding Wilson in his arms as he spoke to the other man in the parking lot. Oh, weird. Also incredibly weird that the witness was not like, hey, what, do what you the do? fuck are you doing? <laughs> I know. Well, I'm like, if he's holding her, like, is she struggling? Does he she know might be her? She's unconscious. Oh, she's unconscious. Because I'm like, if she knows him and he's holding her. She's also seven. Yeah, she is seven. And it was through a window. Yeah. And weird. Okay. Weird witness. <laughs> weird witness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then on October 18th, her body was found in a fenced-in area at the end of Urbana Street in Atlanta. I can't fucking talk to you. <laughs> Um, by the time they found her, her body had already pretty much skeletonized. <gasps> so that was crazy. And no cause of death could be established. What? But so how, that was July, and they found her when? They found her in October, oh, mid-October. Oh my god. And if you leave a body out in the open like that, it'll yeah. decompose pretty quickly. And it's Atlanta summer. Yeah. That's crazy. And wild animals and stuff. Yeah. Out, yeah. Anyways. So we are going to circle back to that little bit. <laughs> okay. There's some... Let us circle back later. We're going to circle back later. That's what they say in my English classes. <laughs> I, yeah. It just feels like something a professor would say. Uh, so 1981 rolls around after all this, and the killings continue. In February and March, six different bodies are found, including the first adult Ooh, to be murdered. Weird. Eddie Duncan. Oh. In 81? Yes. This is 1981. First so adult. So 13 people following year. Six more bodies found. I gotta, I gotta calculate. So we got, so nineteen eighty is four. Uh huh. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Seventy nine is four. Thirteen, not thirteen. Nineteen eighty, it's thirteen. Yeah. And then as of right now, in eighty one, they found six bodies in February and March. I think so. Wait, cause so, so thirteen is four. <laughs> twenty three. So we're at twenty three right now is the kill count. So yeah, that lines up. Okay. Um. Yeah, in February, March, six different bodies are found. Eddie Duncan is the first. In April, two more adults are found. Yeah. And they had both just been released from prison for armed robbery. I don't think they were a part of this. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was a whole separate incident. Someone was convinced that it was the same thing. But here's what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> I know someone just walked by with a library card. I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why am I? I was like getting ready to turn around slowly. For, yelled at. Yeah, for Sorry, we're just we're just doing our true crime podcast. We're recording our podcast. We need you to leave. <laughs> okay, so where was I? I got lost. I got lost. Oh, so I think those guys. I think that was just a whole separate incident. From what I could tell, police were just like anybody who gets found in the woods is a is yeah. probably a killer thing. The two girls makes no sense. Yeah, and then to all of a sudden go to adults and two of them being like convicts at that too that's Very weird. weird now the, the um eddie duncan we're gonna circle back to that <laughs> okay but um by obviously by this point 
everybody's aware of what's going on now. Everyone's yes. freaking the fuck out. You can't I'm gonna talk about it. this more. But yeah, we'll get into that. So then on May 12, 1981, FBI agents find the body of 17-year-old William Billy Starr. That was his nickname, mm-hmm. Barrett. He was on a curb in a wooded area really close to his home. Now, a witness, he was this 32-year-old guy. He was, I guess he was a custodian from Southwest High School. He had run out of gas about a mile from where the body was found. Um, And he claimed he saw a black guy standing over and observing the location where the body was found before driving away in a white over blue Cadillac. Mm. So this was kind of the big break the FBI was really looking for. They had absolutely nothing in the way of suspects before this situation. So now we're going to get to the last victim, Nathaniel Cater. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, no, before I get to that, so all of the victims lived so so close together and i kind of mentioned that yeah a lot of them knew each other Mm. a lot of they all kind of went to the same schools they all lived in the same area so the police assumed the killer lived close as well yeah makes sense yeah um and i'm gonna get more into that with the investigation it turns into a whole thing this was actually this was such an interesting case so anyways nathaniel cater he was last seen in may of 1981 um, lots of janitors in the story. That's what I was just about to say. I was like, we're on janitor uh, <laughs> number three. Now. Three. Three. This is the third one. Apparently, a janitor saw him standing at the entrance of the Rialto Theater holding hands with another guy named Wayne Williams. Hmm. And he was the last victim before the killer was caught. Um, so, yeah, pretty much all of them were strangled. And if you've ever seen, CNN did this really interesting documentary on the Atlanta child killings. I'll probably put a link in the description or something. Because um, it's really interesting to watch. It does a lot of victim highlight. And Ooh. they talk to the families of the victims. Because a lot of them are still alive. Oh, yeah. The parents and stuff. It's really sad. But mm-hmm. they one kid described, he's the mayor of Atlanta now. Oh, shoot. He was best friends with a bunch of kids. Oh, that's so sad. I know. But they would spend, like... Every Saturday, they would just go out into the woods and spend all day looking for bodies. As, like, pastime or, like, because they were, like, looking for their friends? They were looking for bodies. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, they just had to go out. Everyone, like, it wasn't, like, a school thing. Yeah. It was, like, community. Oh, community thing. I thought you were, like, kids only. No. I was like, is it a game? No. Like, the community. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's also weird how, how many of... The bodies did the community find because right now we're, we're three janitors in. <laughs> so. Yeah, the janitors thing. I don't know why it's always happening like that. Half of them aren't even janitors when this thing is happening. Yeah, they're they, not on duty. <laughs> they interviewed the guy who saw a uh, cater with Williams because um, they were holding hands. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. They were a little fruity. fruity. They were dating, <laughs> and they were dating. Um, and I remember watching his interview. He was like, I was just sitting on this park bench. <laughs> he was like, I just thought it was so weird that two men were holding hands. And I was like, oh, oh, man, classic. old people. <laughs> classic old people. Classic homophobia. We love to see it. But break, break through in the case, maybe. <laughs> Thank you, old man, for your homophobic views. Thanks for being homophobic. <laughs> Thank you for your, your service to the country. <laughs> I know it was hard. Oh, no. Okay, so... That's kind of a summary of all the victims. I didn't go into detail with every single one because they mm-hmm. were just too many. Twenty eight, and Ugh. I was just like, "That is 
so many. I know. I was looking through the victims list. I start crying, oh. like at the drop of the hat. So I was watching the CNN video and I was oh, crying. God. I was watching with my friends. They were like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Calm down." And I was like, "I'm just like, no." So it's just yeah. It's, it's just when it's children, it's so it's so much worse. It hits harder. Yeah, because it's like it's just so innocent, and I don't know. It's just such a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Okay. So now we're gonna go to the investigation. And this one, so serial killers at the time were not super big, like it wasn't a huge thing. Not anymore, the 80s. <laughs> well, it just, it hadn't, it wasn't as, po- like, yeah, you know how yeah. we have such a, everybody has such a fascination with true crime nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at us, we're <laughs> making a podcast yes, about true crime right now. It wasn't something that you saw as like, serial killers weren't just this thing that happened all the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody nowadays is like, you don't trust anybody walking home. Yeah. Because it's more of a, the, sh- yeah. the murderer you know than the random guy who's going to come yeah. up the street and mug you. Yes. So this is just wasn't of, as well known. This yes. <laughs> was really the start of the whole serial killers well, I thought turning most into such a big them, thing. I thought most of them were in the 70s, like the, the named ones, right? Yeah, they kind of were the bigger ones back then. This whole era 70s and 80s mm-hmm. was when it started to get really really yes, big yeah and you started to think about oh shit this is a thing that exists and is happening i'm not gonna let some random man walk me home yes yes in university and my friends always ask me they're like why don't we see ser- serial killers nowadays and i'm like well there is we there is but i think the media doesn't name them anymore you know how like in the 70s and 80s so many of them had names son of sam you know like mm-hmm. zodiac killer and it gave the serial killer power it was just a lot of infamy yes very popular yeah and that's what they wanted so then they would do more killings because they want their names in the news mm-hmm. so i think we just see less of that which is good well so there's not like like build up behind the serial killer like there is serial killers but mm-hmm. we're not giving them that infamy until like they're already in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, calm down. Yeah, it's partially that. And there are, according to my professor, who has his PhD in yep. criminology, he specialized in, like, he worked with the FBI in mm-hmm. Washington. He's almost got arrested for serial being a serial killer before, and they mistook him for somebody else. He told us that story. It was I want to meet him. He's, he's <laughs> Should cool I just come dude. to your class? You could. <laughs> he wouldn't care. <laughs> you could just show up. He wouldn't say shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not paying for this, but no, I'll be here. No, I just here. want to be here. <laughs> Yeah, he um, he says there are probably around like twenty serial killers active in the United States. Okay, at like all time. I heard there's one in St. Louis right now. I think there is. Yeah, someone told me that. Probably. Good, boo St. Louis. Boo. <laughs> hey, I hate St. Louis. Good KC. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I prefer it. I don't live there, but I... <laughs> damn, I wish I did. <laughs> um, but well, technically, so the FBI standard for serial killing mm-hmm. is two or more people. Oh, yeah. If you kill more, two or more people, you are officially labeled a serial killer. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's not like, is is that literally the end of the definition? There's no, like, um, pattern to it or anything? Nope. Like If you kill two or more people, you're labeled a serial wow. killer. Wow. So you could, like, do a bank robbery and shoot that guy and then, like, hit a guy with your car and you're a serial killer? Well, if you hit a guy with your car, it's usually manslaughter. Purposeful. Purposeful. Because you're escaping the robbery. Yeah. Well, and okay, so <laughs> serial killing, it has to be separate incidents. So okay. if you shoot a guy at a bank robbery and then two weeks later you shoot a guy while you're robbing a drugstore, yeah, then that's you're a serial, serial killer. killer. And okay. that's kind of, yeah, that's just the technical definition for it. Whenever people think of serial killers, you know, you think of 
Ted Bundy's. Yeah, the the extravagant. Yeah, the crazy. Yeah, the psychos. Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of the general. Dang. I guess it's nice to, it's humbling to know you're only two murders away from being a serial killer. (laughs) Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Damn. Humbling. Okay. Back to. (laughs) Sorry, we got so off track, but. So, okay, like I said earlier, when the first few missing children were found murdered, the peace police really just didn't do shit about it. Mm. Typical yeah. southern police at the time. They just didn't pay any attention. Um, however, I mean, I mean, I'll give credit where credit's due. Once the police finally got off their asses and did something about it, they went into full gear. I think it's mostly because the media got a hold of yeah. this, and it just turned into the biggest sensation in yeah. the United States. I was going to say, there's probably a lot of outside pressure for them to yeah. do what they were supposed, supposed to, to do, do in the first yeah. place. <laughs> like I said, this is kind of really where the fascination of serial killers came around, origin of true crime nerds, all mm-hmm. that. Um, and then the FBI got involved with this. At the peak of their investigation, there were about 100 FBI agents working on this case. Holy moly. For the time it was in the 80s for serial killers. Yeah. Not for serial killers, but just for policing. Yeah. That's crazy. That is. Especially considering all the other serial killers that were leading up to that and then after that. Mm-hmm. That one was... Well, it's a yeah, it was a big... It was hundred. just a huge media thing. Yeah, I mean, especially I think the, the race thing added a lot to it. Yes. They were like, oh shoot, ha, we do have to handle this. Well, because originally when the FBI came in... They, you know, they've seen Ted Bundy, yeah. all these people come in. They're looking for a white guy. Mm-hmm. Now, Atlanta police know better. They're not stupid. Yeah. They know black kids aren't going to get into a car with some random white guy. Yeah. They're going to get into a car with a black guy who they've seen around their neighborhood. Yeah. So the FBI, the FBI thinks they're looking for a white guy. Police know they're looking for a black guy. Yeah. Um, the head of the FBI was in Atlanta. Pretty much every single agent they had was on this case. The city imposed curfews. Kids got taken out of school. They just weren't really allowed to leave the house. Everybody was kind of locked in, freaking out because nobody knew what to do. What else are you going to do? My other thought, I just thought about this, is when they did those community searches for the bodies, Mm -hmm. you think he had to be with them. He might have been. You know? And they wouldn't have suspected anything because he was there helping. Yeah. That's sickening. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. They didn't mention whether he was or not. So, they really only had a few small pieces of evidence to begin with. They had, like, a tuft of fuzz. It was, like, a tuft of red fuzz from one of the boys' shoes. Because it was regular. It was weird. Yes. And then they also had some carpet fibers. Yes. These carpet fibers were the thing that made the case. Yes. I remember this. genetic testing, DNA testing, it was really, really new at the time. And they couldn't find any DNA evidence anyway. But these green carpet fibers they found, they had this really unique shape. The forensic examiner described it as like a Mm boomerang-shaped carpet. It was very odd. It was just a unique fiber. So then the suspect list we get out to, um, for the longest time, it's just kind of a big fat question mark. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew. There were some rumors of the KKK, and they followed a couple leads because the KKK, of course, came to Atlanta like the absolute shitheads they are and started protesting there. You know, do you remember? Okay, so you know the Waco Church? Yeah. You remember how they came to Joplin right after the tornado? Yeah. It's kind of like that, well, I, I imagine. Because I have, um, freaking, what's the one in Topeka, Kansas? God. 
<laughs> I was, church? Yeah, well, there's a really crazy church in Topeka, Kansas. I think it's Waco. No, it's, it's um, no, because they protested my high school graduation because we're centers. They do it every year. I think it's the same one. I think it's the same one. The crazy people. Yeah, but there's a name. I think it's the Waco. No. Are you, am I crazy? <laughs> no, I'm 100% positive it's not. <laughs> God, what are they called? Topeka Church. Maybe. Crazy people. Westboro Baptist That's Church. That's what it was. Okay, oh. why did I think Waco? Okay. What was Westboro Baptist Church. Right, it's Westboro. That's the people who came to Joplin. Yes, yes. Because yeah. they're horrible people. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. They're like protesting. They're like, no, let them murder black children. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Like, <"What?" laughs> why are you stopping this? <laughs> hate the KKK. Um, That's a hot take. <laughs> really? It kind, kind of, of is. Around here? <laughs> Missouri? Yeah. But there was this set of brothers, and I do mean like family brothers, mm-hmm. not KKK brothers, <laughs> who were, they were big suspects for quite a while. The FBI went in and wiretapped their house, and they watched for several months, but nothing really came out of it. They, so there was a phone call, supposedly, between two of them, and one guy, I guess, was like, are you going to go pick yourself up another little mm-hmm. slur that I, I can't say? Uh, and they, the FBI were like, oh, shit. That was the only thing they ever said. I mean, that could have been anything. anything. So they could have just been, like, talking shit. Yeah. Being, joking it, about it, being like, oh, yeah, we're the serial killers. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it could have also been, like, a sexual thing rather than a murder thing. Could have been. You know? I don't know. Who knows? That's a lot to do yeah. on one phone call, based on one phone call. But, I mean, they had no leads, so it makes sense. And also there's that... The kid where they saw two guys, mm-hmm. which probably led them astray for a little bit. So. Yeah, but they were two black guys. Oh. And these were white guys? Mm-hmm. The KKK guys, yes. The two brothers. Yeah, okay. I hope so. They're part of the KKK. Okay. I don't think they'd let black people in. I know, I know. I forgot. I didn't think it was related. <laughs> I thought you were like, the KKK protested anyways. No, these two no. suspects. They were these KKK family Gotcha. Guys. That was who the FBI were looking for, because they were looking for... Yeah. White man. Yeah. Now, the FBI was reporting pretty much everything to the media because they wanted to catch this guy. However, they mentioned that all they were getting all this forensic evidence from the bodies, which were fully clothed and left untouched. And after the media released this info, the next body and pretty much everyone after that were found in the water. Weird. Mm-hmm. So... The FBI was getting desperate at this point. They had absolutely nothing on this guy. They yeah. Had no leads, nothing. So finally at one point, once they realized he was going to keep consistently dumping bodies in the waters, mm-hmm. they set up agents and cops on every single bridge over a body of water in Atlanta and the kind of the surrounding areas. They were out there for weeks and absolutely nothing until the very last night. Okay, I remember this. I'm getting chills. I remember <laughs> this because I watched Mindhunter. And they liked it, you know, I think they you did me, yeah, this exact me. thing. Mm-hmm. It's all sounding very familiar when they were like, call it in, boys. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite that close, but they yeah. they said if he Last dumped day, it a few hours later, they, they wouldn't have been, been there. Yeah. This officer was hiding in the bushes beneath the bridge, and he heard a huge splash. So they started freaking out, and they started looking around, and he, he described it in this interview. He was like, I radioed up there, and I was like, do you guys see a car? Do you guys see a car? And then after a few minutes... The guy goes, yeah, there's a car turning around on the bridge. So the cops pull this guy over. It's a young man by the name of Wayne Williams. Uh Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Date. Yeah. With 
Nathan yes. Cater. So, the cops did the usual drill. They put Williams in the cop car, and they were just talking with him for the night. He wasn't under arrest. Yes. And officers searched his car. An officer searching the car found a nylon cord, <laughs> but he didn't take it. I remember this. This yeah. is so upsetting. I know. Okay. I'm not a lawyer, but... You can't... Can you take it legally? You really can't take anything from the car unless you have probable cause. A nylon cord... It didn't have any blood on it or anything. But... You could have had it in there for any reason. If he, if he had taken it, it wouldn't have been invisible, the cord. I know, but probable cause is that not him being on a bridge hearing a splash and there's a murderer and what color is his car? So, I think it didn't describe it, but I think it was the white over blue. It was the... See, I feel like that is car. probable cause, but I'm in court, whatever, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, I get it. If I was him, I would have also rather been safe and sorry. Yeah. Because they were like... And do they not... Can they not take a picture of it even? Mm-mm. Wow. No, you can't take anything. It would have been inmiss- inadmissible. I mean, but why would there be blood on it if you're strangling someone? If you pull tight enough, you can cut. With I a know. nylon rope like that, Yeah. Cut, but usually but... it's just like bruising, is it not? Yeah, it's usually just... And you have to be insanely strong to do some serious damage. Yeah. But yeah, usually it's just... <sighs> you pull it tight. I know, it sucks, but... So they let him go, but they do sneaky take some fiber samples from the car. They're not going to use these in court. Yeah. But they take them. Uh-huh. And guess what they found? The snaps. <laughs> the red, the red, whatever. The green carpet oh, fiber. Oh, they found the green carpet fiber in his car? Yeah, because, you know, you know where you're walking yeah, around. Yeah, I guess so. It. That makes sense. Um, and they also, they found, I forgot to mention this, they had some dog hairs. I didn't mention this a lot because I thought it was kind of shaky evidence. Yeah. It wasn't used very much in court, uh-huh. but they had found dog hairs on some of the bodies and there were the dog hairs in the car. Okay. Matching dog hairs. So it just helps them, like, confirm... This is the guy. ...that this is the guy, and now yeah. they need to get solid evidence. Yeah. Trial and Wayman Lynx, because obviously they arrested him. Mm-hmm. So they arrested him, and the trial went through. So let's talk about Williams. He was this young guy. He was he was our age, actually. He was 20. Yes. Um, and he had a lot of different jobs. He was, He's 20 now? So he, he started was. these when he was, like, 17 or 18? Right? He was young whenever he started. So they, maybe these kids went to school with him. Like, that's... He knew a lot of them. Yeah. He knew most of them. So no wonder they were like... Yeah. I'll yeah. Yeah. So, but he had a lot of different jobs at the time. He was very into the nightlife stuff. Hmm. He wanted to be a music producer now. Yes. He'd go out to the local places where he knew the kids would hang out and would hand out flyers for a band he was starting. Yep. He would encourage kids from eight and up to go out and audition for his band stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Eight-year-old on the on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I, I don't I don't know what he was thinking. I know. You know how like theater kids and <laughs> you know how in our fucking university the yeah it's just so specific eight and up. It's weird. It is I weird. Will say. And like the youngest victim was eight. I'm supposing seven. Seven. Yeah. Like I think I yeah that one was kind of a sus. Thing. I cannot believe I just said the word sus. sus. <laughs> uh, you're being kind of sus right now, bro. <laughs> Me and court. <laughs> okay. Um, but everybody in the community saw him as just this super friendly guy. He was well-loved. His parents were super nice. His dad was a news reporter. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So... It was this huge shock when he got arrested. Mm-hmm. And some of the, unfortunately, some of the parents to this day 
the parents of the victims yeah. don't believe he did it. I know. I th- I remember that being a problem because yeah. they didn't want to believe it was another per- person in their community. Yeah, it's just, and I mean, I get it. It's yeah. an awful thought, and yeah. you just you want to think it's somebody, just this nameless, faceless guy. Yeah, that's like that reminds me of the um, Amanda Knox case. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Where people are, they want to put a f- like a person to it, so it's not. Like, they'd almost rather it be... This is the opposite. They'd almost rather it be a nameless, faceless person because, right. like, then you can just blame it on outside circumstances. Yeah. Like, it's out of your control. You could blame it on, like, the KKK. But it, it, yeah, it would have been easier a white person. Like, yeah, just, like... Oh, we hated black people. That's yeah, like, this. yeah. It's an easy explanation versus being, like, oh, he was, like, a part of our community. Why didn't I see that? Why didn't any of us see that? Mm-hmm. Like, the signs were there. Like, they don't want to think like that, yeah. so... But so he got arrested and they went through with the trial. He was only charged for the murder of the two adults. Mm-hmm. Because it's very, it was just, like I said, it was so hard to prove. Yeah. Unfortunately, all the murder of those kids. Did, and, like, so did the two adults, are they the only ones with the carpet fiber on them? And the they dog? all have the carpet fiber on them, but it's really hard to prove. And if you don't have solid evidence enough, you don't want to charge somebody. For murders, if you are not 100% sure, mm-hmm. you could get them. So he got caught with the one he was holding hands with? Yeah. Because he, he was seen with him. And then the adult guy, the other adult, let me check and see what his name was. Eddie Duncan, I believe. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Eddie Duncan and Nathaniel Cater were the two he got charged for. So, I don't know. I mean, he got he still got sentenced to two yeah. life sentences. So he's not getting out anytime soon. Yeah. But, but still, it's un- it sucks. I <laughs> it mean, does, especially to be the parent and to not get that closure. Mm-hmm. Now, the Atlanta police and the FBI in that area are still to this day going through all that evidence and trying to find some way to charge him for it, which oh, I really do appreciate. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I, they well, restarted like, up again recently because they're going through all the old DNA evidence. Now that we have this new technology yeah. that we can use to see if there's some way they can mm-hmm. prove that he killed all these people. Yeah. And there are still a lot of people to this day that think he's in- innocent. I really don't. I don't. <laughs> and, okay, if you watch the CNN interview, uh-huh. they talk with him for a bit. He's just... He's a piece of shit. Oh. He's an asshole. Yeah. He's an elitist douchebag. Oh. Um, they all are. And if you've <laughs> ever done any profiling of, like, psychopaths and sociopaths, mm-hmm. they usually believe they're better yep. than everybody else. They're, like, it's just kind of their bit. Yeah. And there was a lot of circumstantial evidence with all this that they just didn't bring into court because mm-hmm. they don't want it to do anything. And he's just... You'll see. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So, on the night one of the kids went missing, William stopped by the studio he co-owned with another lady, and she... Claims to have seen him coming with scratches on his arms. Like, Oof. not like bleeding, but like, you know like, how where you scratch your arm? Yes. Like, leave red marks? Yes, like, scra- yeah, scratches. Scratches. From nails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and she asked him, she was like, oh, what happened? And he said he had fallen into a thorn bush, but they were like crisscross patterns. Yeah, like clearly a human slash animal did something like that. Yeah. And so the next body that was found after that incident, the coroner who examined his body said he had several defensive pattern wounds. Yeah. Did he not have DNA under his fingernails? Uh, I guess he didn't. 
Or they couldn't have checked it at the time. Yeah. They might not have been able to. And another thing I found out later, a witness saw a boy named Jojo Bell, one of the murder victims, get into William's car. Williams offered him a ride home. Is that not solid evidence? <laughs> they didn't bring it into court. Williams denies ever knowing or meeting Jojo and every single one of the other victims. He was like, I didn't know any of them. You I didn't, didn't know them? You went to school with them. He knew He knew almost every single one of them. Yeah. Okay, now this isn't necessarily relevant to the murders, <laughs> but I thought it was funny and kind of a way to prove how much of a freaking weirdo he was. CNN somehow managed to find this old manuscript and Williams claimed he was recruited as a teenager to be part of the CIA. They would train him and other boys to fight. They would take them out to the woods to fight and all that, I guess. Yep. Like, learn how to deal with grenades, guns. Yep, just in the woods. Yeah, you know, That's how the CIA goes. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, and according to him, they were supposed to be sent to African countries to destabilize them or something insane like that. <laughs> Your is, face. is this bro racist? He did. He was. That's crazy. He didn't, he didn't I mean, like black people. He I was going to say, that. he's killing black people, so. Well, I mean. Okay. Are you going to answer this question, like, of why he did it? He, well. Because he knows that he hasn't admitted to it. But Still to this day, he's claiming he's innocent. But is it like, oh, it's just so weird why he, like, just murdered kids. One website said he disliked black people. I don't know how credible that is. Yeah. I don't trust everything. He was dating a black person, was he not? He was dating a black okay. guy, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they were dating. They were just on a date. Holding hands. They were holding <laughs> hands. We don't know. They don't know their relationship status. I, yeah, it was, I don't know for sure what his motive was, and he'll never say it. Yeah. I think he's going to claim he's innocent until the day he dies. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, he changed his alibi several times through the trial, and for year after, for years after, he told the media, he they interviewed him one time, a couple times, and he said that the kids were asking to be killed, and he called them drop shots and street urchins. And a drop shot just means, like, they, they aren't worth shit. You could just shoot them in the street and nobody would care. So he, like, kind of admitted it, but... He, no, he, he it was fucking stupid of him to say that, first of all. If yeah. I was, his lawyer. If I was his <laughs> You idiot. I, I would have kicked his stupid ass. <laughs> but even if you don't like kids, if you're suspected for the murder of 25 plus children... Yeah, you probably shouldn't talk bad about don't children. Don't <laughs> say that. Don't say that. Weird. But the fact of the matter is, after he got arrested, the murder stopped. Yes. So. Of course they did. <laughs> yeah. One of the detectives, the detectives who was still working at Atlanta at the time of the CNN interview, uh-huh. he said that there hasn't been another child strangulation murder like that. There are rarely any kids getting murdered. Yeah. So. There you have it. Correlation. <laughs> <laughs> Correlation. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, that's kind of that's the case. Yeah. So they're still technically unsolved. Because they haven't tagged him to it yet. Yeah, unfortunately. And I really hope they do. Yeah. I I have high hopes, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It's like one of those things where the cleaner the kill. Like if we were talking about like the other very messed up serial killers, they go so above and beyond Mm -hmm. that there is a lot of evidence. But his was literally just strangulation. Clothes still on. Yep. Dump the body. There's nothing there's nothing there. He did whenever he started dumping him in the river there were no clothes. Oh. 
That's weird. No, because the friend, you know what I was telling you about how they would find all the forensic evidence on the clothes? Oh, so he just started like he burning got them or something. He got rid of them somehow. Yeah. That sucks. But they went into, the FBI went into his house before they arrested him and they found that same green carpet. Yeah. The, the, the family dog matched the dog hairs that they found. They said there were a couple different variations of dogs that it could have belonged to. I, and I mean, it could have. Sure. But the fact that it matched his and the carpet. Oh my god. It's going to be so bad. <laughs> I hope the mic didn't, I think the mic did. It probably did. Yeah, that's great. I'll, I don't even know if I can cut it out. I'll try. Oh, is there another? The guy just walked out and forgot his mask. Oh, that's an L, bro. Don't forget to wear your masks, guys. <laughs> Get the vaccine, wear your mask out and about. Yeah. Oil your doors. Get some WD-40 <laughs> Oil your doors. Get some WD-40. Don't forget to oil your doors. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Get the vaccine. Um, Pet your... No, not pet. Hmm? Groom your dogs. Get all that dog hair out. Don't want none of that tracking you. <laughs> don't murder people. Don't murder people. And if you do... Don't... At least kill two so you're a serial nope, killer. <laughs> don't murder anybody. We do not condone that. No, no. Not on we this do podcast. Not <laughs> Another podcast, not this one. No, we'll do it on a different one. A different one. That's yeah. our that's our other podcast, actually. Yeah, we haven't picked out the name for either of them. <laughs> yeah. But... Fuck, we need to make a name, don't yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do. Well, do you have anything else to say about this? No. I'm upset. Yeah. <laughs> but he definitely did it. That, that's nice to know. It, it sucks that the parents, some of the parents don't believe that, though. Um... So not getting that closure, but... Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll find some evidence on the... I don't know. I don't think he did all of them. Oh, I think no. there were one or two that he did I not agree. do. I agree. Yeah, those other At ones least. were kind of sketchy. Some of them were kind of like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. I'm not a criminologist, not yet. <laughs> one <laughs> more year. One more year. Whoop. And then I go to law school, and then I'm yeah. no longer a criminologist. No. And then you put people in... Or whatever. I don't know what law you're doing. I don't know what law I'm doing either. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's... Damn. This man is just down bad for that door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the episode. We haven't yeah. named our podcast no. yet. We're going to do it soon, though. <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a good night. And don't forget, don't murder people. <laughs>